Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't know me, my name's Dave and if you're new here, it's great to see you today. We're just doing things a little bit different this morning because today we just want to give a, um, a little presentation around our vision um, for this year. So that we decided that the kids would stay in for a few moments and listen to what's going on because we want to set a challenge and see if you can rise the challenge as, as adults. So does that, does that sound good? Brilliant. And then the Sunny Stars will then leave and have their, their program. Great. But um, I don't know about you. Um, hands up if, if, if you live in a house with children or have lived in a house with children. So you know we've got three young children. And... Um, Daniel is growing. Where's Daniel? There he is. He's, he's growing up faster and faster. He went to a secondary school this, this week to have a look around a, ahead of two, well, not next year, but the year after to see if he likes it. So he's, he's, he's growing up fast. But Daniel loves his food. Who likes their food? And the thing about children, and I don't know if it's a boy thing or a girl thing, but I, certainly it is with, uh, with Daniel in our household. Boys love to eat. But each year, I'm sure, we're, we're buying more and more food. Yeah. Why is that? Because they're hungry. And children's appetites get larger because children are growing, aren't they? So, you know, so if, if children weren't growing, if they weren't eating more year by year, then obviously something might be wrong. So we, we love the fact that we have to buy more food to feed Daniel and eventually you too, and it's all good. But um, healthy things grow, don't they? Healthy things grow. It's a principle in life that things that are healthy will grow. And we just want to unpack this morning our Vision 80, offering, um, Vision 80 presentation leading into our Vision 80 offering in a couple of weeks' time. Today we're celebrating the past, the present, and the future of Life Community Church. So on your seats, you would see a little leaflet. Um, This is a a shorter version of a a larger document which we will make available to you. Um, If you want it, we're going to give it to life groups and partners. And if you want a copy of the larger version, we'll happily email you or give you a printed copy of that. Excuse the lines this morning. Um, The photocopy has been playing up a bit, but you can read it okay. Great, so I just want to, just by way of introduction, um, in Haggai chapter 2, we read this, but now be strong, Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest. Be strong, all ye people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you. Say, I am with you. And my spirit remains um, among you, do not fear. In that prophetic word from God to the people of Israel who had come back after 70 years of, of exile, of captivity from, to Babylon, they come back and they started to rebuild the, the, the temple that was laying in, um, in ruins and they sort of, after a bit of time, they gave up. They gave up. It was a lot of hard work. And 16 years after giving up, the word of God comes to them saying, come on, be strong, um, governor of Judah, be strong, high priest, and be be strong, all you people, if you like. Be full of courage. Take courage. Don't look at the, the enemies in the land. Don't look at what can happen. But take courage. Be strong, for I am with you. Who's glad that God is with us? God is with us. 
This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations, and what is desired by all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And this place I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. The people were giving up because the previous temple, the temple of Solomon, was so great, so ornate, full of all the fine gold and jewels, and yet what they were building wasn't, didn't seem very good in their eyes. They didn't have the resources that they needed. But what God was saying is, actually, this temple you're about to build it's going to have more glory. Why? Because actually the Messiah, Jesus Christ, is going to enter this in the future days. They didn't know that at the time, but something very special about the building of that temple. And in a sense, God was saying these words, stronger serving, always growing. He was saying, be strong, take courage. Church, that comes to us today, to be strong to take courage. We need that if we're going to continue to build the work of Lord in this place. Serving. He said, get to work. And I, I love the fact, we'll hear in a few moments a little bit about serving here, but I love the fact that so many people serve in, on a Sunday or in midweek ministries, but we need to be serving, don't we? As we expand, as we grow, we need to be serving. And I would say, more importantly, we need to be always growing. Always growing. Healthy things grow. But if you're a Christian here today, we need to be growing in our relationship with Jesus Christ. That needs to be our number one priority. So come the storms of life, we know we can center around God, knowing that he is able. He is able to help us. And as we grow, then we can become a blessing to other people. Because we are the church, and the church is the individuals. But individuals, children, adults, we need to be growing in our pursuit of God and relationship with Jesus Christ. So how can we do that? We can be growing in, in him, in our character, in chemistry, and competency. Character is most important. How is our walk with God? God wants us to be growing in that. Chemistry is in our relationships with one another, how we gel with each other. There'll be people that we, we get on better with than other people. But let this be a house where relationships are good, where unity is a priority. And our competency, I believe that God wants us to grow, so we need to skill up. We need to be better at what we do. Leanne and I need to skill up. We cannot rest on our laurels. We need to be better at what we do. But so do you. Skill up in what God will have you to do. Sometimes you might be doing some stuff, some, some work serving, but it's, it, it requires you to maybe think differently, to skill up, to do things differently. If we're going to go to another level, we cannot do the same as we're doing now. We have to do things differently. Hello. Well, we this year are celebrating the church being 80 years old. The church has a birthday, everybody. A round of applause. So the church here, to give you a little bit of brief history, was planted in 1937. So those of us who are sharp with the numbers, will quickly work out that this year it's 80 years old. So there's been a Christian presence here in Charlotte Street on this site for 80 years, which is a wonderful thing, isn't it? 
and it's something that is worth celebrating. So the church building, as we know, it was built around 1900. So we're sitting in a fairly old building, everybody, over 100 years old. It used to be a chapel called St. Michael's, and it was actually used for um, a girls' school. And over the time, its use has changed. And then in 1937, when the church was established, an evangelist came by the name of Fred Squire. He held tent outreaches, and there was a revival that took place in this very location. Hence, in 1937, the birth of the church. So 80 years, friends. Mm. That is a long time. So we thank God for his faithfulness. We thank God for the foundation that have been laid by many leaders across those 80 years of time. And we thank God for the future because we praise God for everything that has happened over the 80 years. But we believe, friends, that actually the best is yet to come. We believe that God has even greater plans for this place, which we'll be talking about just in a few moments. Great. So I just want to spend like, just a couple of minutes just thinking about some of the present things that have happened over the last, over the last year. Some highlights, if you like. Um, now, if you like statistics, some people hate statistics, but I'm going to give you a few statistics, because um, I think some of the statistics can capture it. And uh, there are lots of statistics, so they're not, not here today, but if you want statistics, I'll give you loads. But life groups, I love this, life groups, 58% of regular adult attenders belong to a life group. I think that is brilliant. I think that's really, really good. Why? Because life groups we import are so important to us. We believe that life groups are a, uh, a tool to help people grow in their walk with God, grow in community and develop real, real relationships with each other as well as with God and journeying together. So important. I love this one. Often in churches you hear the story, it's the, um, I think it's the Plato rule, where 20% of people do 80% of the work. Not in this church. So in the last year... 49 adults, and now we have eight children on Sunday morning, okay, in their, they're called the LCC superstars, um, are actively serving on teams either on a Sunday or midweek. That is 74% of regular adult attenders. Isn't that brilliant? So 74%, not 20%, but 74% of adults are serving, which is brilliant. I love that. Hey, we might be a a small church, albeit growing, but why can't we punch above our weight? Because that's what's required to go to the next level in terms of serving, giving, and, and just growing in our walk with God. Worship team, haven't we had a great time this morning in the presence of God? The worship team is growing. We had a season where for a while we had two musicians or three musicians, and now it's up to about nine people on the, on the rotor. That's wonderful, isn't it? Wonderful. Great. Partnerships. Last year, we developed our partnerships with key people that we're looking to, to, to help. They've got a, a, an ethos we, we're relating to. Um, the Warwick District Food Bank is about relieving poverty. We, we're now a member church. We're active. got a collection point where you can donate your food and they'll pick it up for us. And also, we're a voucher-issuing agent to give emergency, food, emergency vouchers for people in crisis. So that's wonderful. 
We're partnering with street pastors. Uh, we're, we, Cam, give us a wave, Cam, is a street pastor. We know about that. Gwen is in training for, for that too. Um, CAP, Christians Against Poverty. We have our life skills group, okay, which we've done twice now. Jews for Jesus. Um, we're looking, we really love the fact that we can try and also partner with students and try and encourage them to walk in their, in their walk with God. We want to be for students at home from home, so we're partnering with Work Uni. They've got some great plans this year, so we want to help them financially with that. So partnerships have been a good, a big thing for us as, as well. Ministries. So Sunday Stars, Little Treasures, Oasis, the new name for Better Days, has relaunched in the last year. Men's, Men's and the Men's Ministry, Flourish, the Women's Ministry, the Cap Life Skills Group, they are going from strength to strength. Money, a couple of money things then. So I just thought I'd show you, share this with you. Um, but in the last financial year, 2016-17, our total income has been £82,539. That is an increase by over £9,000. An increase of 12.4%. That is wonderful. Guys, we are a generous church. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. We are a generous church. We, we punch above our weight. Total donations, so this isn't just income, but people giving, including gift aid, was almost 70,000. <laughs> Wonderful. More money for more ministry. Absolutely brilliant. And finally, a couple of things that we, in our vision offering last year, we wanted to make some, um, spend some money. So look around, we did a, a purpose-built AV desk last year. We've got these heating fans that aren't on today, but they help to keep the heat down when it's cold or suck it up when it's, when it's warm. We've got some different multicolored lighting, security lighting. We've got a hospitality trolley, which we got, had built. And we had a, a lot of work done on our life lounge, a brand new bathroom there, and refresh of paint, and a Sunday Stars cupboard. So we're looking to try and do things around the building as and when. And we spent that cost about uh, 4,000, just over 4,000 pound last year. So that's what we, some of the things we spent money on last year. Thank you. Okay, so we've looked at the past, the present. We now just want to take a couple of minutes to look at the future. And as I've just said, we really believe that our best days are ahead. Why? What's in our hearts for the future? Well, here's some things. Firstly, our mission. So we've got our three M's, mission, maturity, and ministry. So starting with mission, we want to help people grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is why we are here. That is the Great Commission. If you already know Christ and you're in a relationship, we want to help you grow in that relationship. We want to help you take the next step. We want to help you use your gifts, your natural gifts, your spiritual gifts. We want to help you form friendships that are going to help you grow in that relationship with Jesus. For those that don't yet know Christ, we want to help them grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to be here for everyone that is out there. We want to be helping our community to find Christ. Can everybody hear me? Are we good? Yeah? Thank you. So we want to just help our community to find Christ. So mission is on the heart of God. It's the heartbeat of God. Therefore, we should adopt that. Mission should be our heartbeat. And in this church, we want to continue to make mission our heartbeat here. I'm going to swap microphones. That may help us. I don't want to miss you if you can't hear. 
So mission. So moving on. Our vision is about a thriving community of people growing in maturity, mission and ministry. So maturity, what's that about? We want to help each one of us here to grow in our discipleship. Like David's just said, to get plugged in to life groups, to be forming just a pattern and a routine that can help us to get into God's word, to grow. When we become a Christian, we're at the starting blocks. Then God's like, I have got so much for you now. You've got to run into it. And that is what discipleship is about. We want to continue growing in our expression of worship. And I thank you this morning for the freedom, for the expression that many of you are bringing in our worship. And again, God's got so much more for our worship friends. So much more for our worship. And we want to believe to keep embarking on that journey of expressing our love to God and fellowship. I'm so glad we're not alone. That would be so boring. But part of our maturity, we want to encourage each one of us to have those connections and have that fellowship that can really help us through, especially when times are tough. I said to someone this morning, actually more than one person, I said, hey, will you pray for me this morning, especially? And both of them prayed And isn't it great that we can turn to people when we need them and say, will you help me? Will you pray with me? Will you stand with me? Because that is what the early church did on a daily basis. And look what happened to them, the legacy that we're following in. And finally, ministry is about meeting needs in love. And here, as David said, we're so thrilled that 74% of you guys on a Sunday are just on a team serving whether it's once a month whether it's twice a month if you're really brave but we want to keep encouraging that that we can all feel like hey I'm putting my lot in I'm serving I'm giving and in turn I'm receiving so our mission here is about sharing the good news and we are all ministers of the good news not just me not just Dave definitely not it's all of us We're all called to be ministers of the good news. So what does 2017 and the future ahead look like? Well, for us, we just want to really keep growing. As Dave has already said, with Daniel, he's growing, he's eating more. We can see his physical development. And as a church, friends, we just need to keep growing. We need to keep doing our bit personally in our own lives to grow and as a fellowship together I encourage us let's have a heart that says we want to keep growing God wants the work to go- to grow God wants us to grow there's going to be a season of preparation for our future growth and as we commit and step out in faith we believe his presence will go with us And he'll promote the increase. And he will provide all the resources that we need. And I shared with you my little story last week of my sat-nav. And it said, prepare to turn left. In 100 yards, you will turn left. In 50 yards, you will turn left. Now, turn left. And I shared with you how I felt. Actually, that was God for us as a church. God is saying, prepare to grow. He's not going to suddenly drop it on us and say, because tomorrow this is going to happen. 
He starts preparing us, prepare to grow, prepare to grow, prepare to increase. And as we take the next step and the next step together, as we adopt this spirit that we're going to grow God, then I believe we'll be amazed at all that we see. So this year, we dare to believe that we will see more individuals and families growing in their relationship with Jesus as we reach and teach others about him. We believe we'll see more people belonging to a life group as a way of developing an authentic, caring community. And we even want to believe for more life groups to be launched. This year, we dare to believe that we want to see more prayer taking place, to see miracles happen and a breakthrough in situations. We want to increase our prayer friends. We want to turn it up a notch. We've got our Monday mornings. We've got our pre-service prayer, which you can barely get anybody else in that room. It's amazing. We're bursting out of that room now. But come anyway. We'll find a place, don't you worry, to get you in. We want to have continued weeks of fasting and nights where we come together and have prayer and worship evenings. We want to increase that. We want to cause that to be more than three times a year. Why can't it be six times a year? Why can't it be even more than six times a year? We just want to grow in our freedom in worship. Wasn't it wonderful this morning to see Anne share that word? Why can't that be a weekly basis? Why can't it be we've got queues of people? Why can't it be that it has to overspill into other, into other meetings and other time slots? Because there's such a release of freedom in our worship and spiritual gifts. And as we've said, we just want to believe for more volunteers in our teams. We don't want any team to be stretched. We've got gaps on teams still. We've got teams that are pulled and stretched because they need another two, they need another three. Hey, we want to be in the position where we're like, hey, we've got no gaps. In fact, we need to start launching new things because there's people with gifting and availability and they want to get plugged in to something. And finally, I'm re- nearly done. This year, we want to believe for more leaders to be developed at all levels within our church. We need more elders, trustees, ministry heads and team leaders. Dave and I, we we want to oversee. We're way too hands-on in way too many areas and that is not our heart. That is not how we want it to be. We want to bring other people through so that other people are released and using their gifts. We want to believe for more people to develop in their preaching and teaching gift. It's been great to hear Seth recently, hasn't it? And we believe for more and more people to be released in that. And again, we want to believe for more people to be here, heading things up, front line, who are called into that area. And moving on. Again, Dave's mentioned the worship team. We want to believe for even more musicians, even more vocalists, even more worship leaders who have got that gifting, who've got that calling, and who can come and bring that. And we want to believe for more people attending our different outreach ministries that we can see are listed there. Moving on, we want to believe for Christmas, Easter and children's parties to be bouncing out the place. We're looking at friends this Christmas. Can we even host in here? Because last year we did it. It wasn't health and safety 
legit, don't tell anyone. But we did it. But should we do it again? Or should we actually believe God for more? Should we have our children's parties in here? But should we be looking for an even larger venue to host our families and our communities? Is this building big enough? No, we're going to come on to that later. And we want to believe for more venue hire as well. And my final one there, we want to believe that our gift aid will increase and our standing orders. And as Dave has said, we believe we're a generous house, but there's even more to see that. We need money, we need finance to take us to those next levels, to take us into that new territory. So we just want to believe for an increase in that generosity here in the house. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy, nervous to be talking about this, ne- this next bit, which is the, just, just so you know my heart, church, um, this isn't just a case of, let's just do some, let's just have a vision offering. I just feel a stirring in my spirit that God is asking us to step out in faith. That's the whole reason we're doing a teaching series at the moment on faith, about God's faith comes to us, but we need to come to faith. What does that look like? Well, we were, we were born as a church in 1937. And I believe that God is asking us to step out in faith, to put together a pot of money that in the coming days, it could be a year, two years, three years, that we could call upon to be able to be agile. That means to move quickly to be able to either acquire a building, hire a building, renovate a building. I don't know what it looks like. I'm being really honest and vulnerable with you. But that's the walk of faith. I haven't got a 10-step plan as you might have in the business world. It's a step of faith. I feel the first step is get some money. So when the provision comes, we can move. We can move. So that's what I feel God is saying in the spirit. Um, so we can position ourselves in the future to use this pot of money for, for various things. Now I'm going to say the next thing very quickly. The size of that pot of money, I believe that we want to try and aim for, is £37,000. <clears throat> £37,000. The vision offering last year was around just over £6,000, including gift aid. I say, why not? We're going to lead the way in that because I believe God is asking us to give at a stretch. And uh, so we're going to give it a stretch because that's what we believe passionate about this. £37,000. God is asking us to position ourselves ready for the future. So what's that going to look like? Okay, we're asking you, can you pray? Can you please pray for this vision coming months, but also for this vision offering. Please pray because, you know, it's a, it's a big step. It's a big ask. Can you please pray for us as, as the leadership team and elders? David and Emily are away um, today in, in Newcastle, but pray for us as the leadership team. We need your prayers. We're carrying a lot of weight, but we're pr- moving into a, a realm which I believe that God is asking us to move into. Okay? Can you, with wisdom, prayerfully and proactively look at your finances and ask God. At the end of the day, you'll never hear pressure from any of us about giving. We always say, ask God and do whatever God asks you to do. And if we're doing that, that's it. That's it. Some of us are in situations where we cannot give. Some of us are in situations where we can give. But ask God. Look at your finances. And then what we're looking to do on the vision offering is to make pledges as families. Children want you to be a part of this. 
that as a families and individuals, we're saying over the next 12 months, so October 2018, I'm pledging to give X amount above my normal giving, above my normal tithes and offerings. I'm pledging, Lord, before you, I've done the maths, I can stretch here, and this is a faith step here, but I'm pledging to give X amount redeemed over the next 12 months. It could be a certain amount a, 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 a month or a week, or it could be if you're a business person, you've got some deals coming in, it might be you're going to believe God for something to come through. Whatever the Lord asks you to do, do it. That's all we're going to do. That's all we're going to do. That's all we can do as a church. So whatever God is asking us to do. So pray, be proactively with wisdom, looking at it, and hear my heart. I don't want anyone going into debt. Okay? Over this. Yeah? It's trusting God. It's a faith step, but going God's going to provide. Wisdom says, God doesn't want you going to debt. But do what he says. And it might be you think, well, how is that? I can give that, but how is that going to come? That might be your faith step. That might be your step of faith. Step out. And do what the Lord would say. Stronger serving, always growing. Church, there's another level. We cannot stay in this building forever, as much as we'd love to. I know as a church, we've moved out once and then returned, but God has got more for us. We're on a journey of faith. We're going into the unknown. But will you pray? Will you grow? Will you serve? You ask God, what can I give? What can I pledge to give in this vision offering, vision 80? And I dare to believe that we can see the pot for the future that can position us to all that God wants for us. £37,000, we can do that. We can do that. You know, take a look around. While I was up here, I had a sneaky count of the empty chairs. There's less than 20 chairs empty. Dave did some number crunching this week and he was sharing it with me. If we continue growing the next 12 months as we've grown in the past 12 months, without increase, just a mirrored growth, we'll have grown out of this place within 12 months. And we don't want to be in the position where we can't facilitate people. We can't facilitate a family of five to come in because, or we you can't sit together and I'm not really sure where to go. And because how would you feel if you were that family of five? You may decide not to actually come back again. Because actually, I don't think they can get me in in that place. I think maybe I'll go somewhere where they've got more space. And as David said, it's a journey of faith. And we just want to believe God. We want to believe you for the next step. We don't want to put limits on you. And this is the thing, as David said, that we feel God's put in our heart, it's time to get prepared. It's time to get ready. And that's the whole heart behind this vision offering, behind this audacious vision offering of £37,000 because we want to be prepared. We want to have that finance ready and in place for whenever God says, this is the next step, that we're ready. Where are we going to go? I haven't got a clue. Are we going to go somewhere near this locality? Hopefully, but we don't know. It's a walk of faith. It's a journey of faith. Where was Abraham going? 
He didn't know. God just said, go. And he went. And that's our hearts that we believe God is saying, get ready, prepare yourself for that next step and that next thing he's got for us. So God bless you as you process that, as you speak as family units, as you think as individuals through that. God bless you. And I just encourage you, why not step out? Why not give more boldly than you've given before? Why not give more generously than you've given before? Because who knows the impact your generosity had made, will make. Mary did not know on that day. She broke that perfume over Jesus that 2,000 years later, we'd still be talking about her. Who knows what your generosity can do? So God bless you and we love you all. We love you all, church. Why don't we just quickly stand to our feet and pray? Fantastic. Fastest message for me. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it's, it's, again, it's great to be with you today. Um, don't worry about it. I'm not going to give a 30-minute uh, preach right now. But we just, I just want to do part four very quickly of our, um, of our sermon series, which is about living um, a life of faith. And I want to focus very, for a few moments as an epilogue on the life of Abraham. But first of all, does anyone, give me a wave of hands, does anyone remember the magic eyes? I think back in the 90s, they had these things called magic eyes. What they were, they were a picture, and if you stare at it, it's like a series of dots and things. But when you stare at it a certain way, suddenly the picture would open up. Something would connect to your brain, and then you'd see that in it, like a, a picture or something that made sense. Give me a wave if you remember those magic eye things. I have no idea how they worked. Um, I was often one of the ones looking at thinking, I can't see anything. And after about quite a few minutes, suddenly you went, I could see it. You had to see differently. And very quickly, I wonder about your own situations today. Is there an area of your life today that you need to look at differently? You need to see differently. Maybe God's calling you to look differently at your circumstances. To see differently. Maybe you've been trying things in your own strength, your own might. Maybe you've been praying, God, would you do this? Would you do this? But God wants somehow just to realign things into faith that you can see differently over your situations. Whether it's in the workplace, at home, relationships, whatever it is. The book of Hebrews, chapter 11 and verse 8, says this. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not known, not knowing where he was going. That's faith, isn't it? That's a bit like us at the moment with our, our, our vision offering. We don't know what God's going to do, but there's something in the spirit that's preparing us. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which was foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah, his wife, herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the, of the sky in multitude, innumerable, as the sand 
in which is the seashore. Interestingly, God wanted to do an amazing thing in a situation which looked bleak. God wanted to give Abraham and Sarah, his wife, a child which would spur off, if you like, the lineage of Jesus Christ. But often God wants to do it. To him, it's not the, it's not the, the supernatural. To him, it's just natural. But when we're facing situations and difficulties and challenges, it might, think, it might seem impossible. But that's where God can kick in. That's where things can shift up, change, if we just would see differently. In Genesis, there's three occasions where the phrase, lift up your eyes and see, came to Abraham. Lift up your eyes and see. And I just want to quickly unpack these very quickly to, to us. Lift up your eyes and see. The first occasion when it came, it said, lift up your eyes and see the land. God was saying, I want to give you this land. I want you to walk the length, the breadth of it, because it's the land that I am going to give you. If you like, the land represented the promise of God to Abraham. The land was representing his future and the future of the nation of Israel. The land of promise. What has God promised you today? What has God promised you in your situation that hasn't yet come to pass? What are you waiting patiently for? What are you just waiting on? And some days, if you're honest, it's frustrating. It hasn't happened. Maybe it's difficult. It's challenging. But what are you waiting? Lift up your eyes and see the land. Lift up your eyes in the spirit and see the very thing that God has promised you. Wait patiently for it, but in faith, just receive it. God is not a liar. God's promise comes, but sometimes it tarries. But lift up your eyes. Fuel your faith. Feed your faith. Whatever you need to do, journal, write down. God has promised me this. And journal the, the challenges and the situations and, and you'll see a history unfold of how God is faithful in your situations. Lift up your eyes and see the promise. See the land. The second time it comes is lift up your eyes and see the lamb. If you like a ram. It was, Leanne's going to be unpacking this more next week. But it's when he was the test of sacrificing his son. So Sarah is barren. Suddenly God gives him a son, Isaac. And now God is saying, would you sacrifice it? Would you give him to me? Would you not withhold him from me? And he wasn't going to. And then God made a provision and gave a, a lamb that could be sacrificed instead of his son. And if you know, this was speaking of provision. Is there a need in your life? Is there a need in your life that you want God to provide for? Financial, emotional, mental, relational. God cares about your well-being. And God is able to provide. Not, Je not Jehovah Jiro, Jehovah Jireh. God will provide. And God provided a lamb. Because he knew he just wanted to test Abraham's faith. Would he withhold anything from God? Are you withholding anything from God? Am I withholding anything from God? God wants to be number one in our lives. God wants to be number one. And when he has the first place in our lives, 
Everything falls into situations. But sometimes we withhold because we think, well, maybe he won't come through. Maybe he's not as good as his word. But God will provide. Stand firm. Stand firm. And see. See God's provision for you. Just do what he says. And he will provide for you. He promises to provide. He promises to provide. Sometimes we stress and we strain. And the way I'm personally wired is I want to work it all out. Which is why this is a bit of a challenge to me. This whole vision offering. Because I can't work it all out. We have to step out in faith. See the Lamb. And finally, see the Lord. Another occasion, Abraham lifted up his gaze and he saw the Lord. In your situation, in your difficulty, in your challenge, in your blessing, in your blessing, in the good times, we often forget. But see the person of Jesus Christ. See the Lord God Almighty working on your behalf. See your situation differently. Look, perceive, and see the Lord. He's in the midst of what you're going through. Do you know what? In the toughest of situations, you can have the greatest peace. It's true. When life is easy, you can actually have no peace. But in the toughest of situations, you can have the greatest peace when you know that God is with you. God is with you. I'm praying three prayers at the moment. Every time I'm praying, as I open up my prayer time with the Lord, I'm acknowledging God's omnipotence that is all-powerful. I'm acknowledging his omnipresence that is here with me. And I'm acknowledging his omniscience that he is all-knowing of me. Before I even say anything, he knows it all together. Same for you. We serve a God that is able, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere. Sometimes we forget and we leave him in a church building on a Sunday. But he's with you. He lives in you. He's the living God, living in you through his Holy Spirit. See the Lord in your situation. See the Lord in your daytime job. See the Lord at your home when you're with friends and family. See the Lord in your studies. See the Lord. Living a life of faith is about believing for the impossible. It's not impossible because it's God. And there's an acknowledgement for us to be able to lift up our eyes and look differently. Look differently and remember the promise. Look differently and see the provision. And look differently and see the Lord in our situations. Church, I believe that we, we are growing. We had, I did the stats. I'm sounding a bit geeky, but I did the stats. Uh, and last, last, a year, year ago, we had 70 regular attend, adult attenders. Regular, I mean, were either partners or just regular attenders, life of the church. They weren't new people, etc. Now we've got 90 regular attenders. And that excludes new people. And that excludes um, people that maybe come in and go once every three and four months. Wow. I did the, the maths. And basically, if everyone came, we were about 135 people. The capacity of this building is 110. And if I can get my way with Chris, 115. But that's... Isn't that an amazing problem? God... I lift, lift up my eyes and I see God as a promise. He's got a promise. Do you know what? Churches undergo building programs and various things. But anything we do to do with building is not about buildings. It's all about faith. Wouldn't it be great if we got a story to share about how a, a 
normal group of people. No big shots. No high fly. We got together and we just trusted God and we stepped out. We walked with God. Like Abraham, we didn't really know where we were going and saw God's provision. And in the midst of it, saw miracles. In the midst of your journey over the next 12 months, you saw miracles of God's provision in your life. You saw miracles of God just blessing as you never expected. Miracles of God just helping you in challenges because you saw the person of the Lord in your midst. Let's dare to be a people that rise up in faith in every, spa- every aspect of our lives. Let's not leave God in a church service on a Sunday. Monday morning, tomorrow, come on. What are you believing for in your workplace? See God there with you. Maybe you've got a, a deadline. See the provision of God that he can just give you that, that nugget of wisdom that you need to accelerate a project or make a phone call or contact, but it push you forward. What do you need from God? God is everything that we need. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that faith comes to us, comes to us in your word, comes to us through the prophetic word, but we have to come to faith. That's our step in it. That's our exchange because otherwise it becomes just a word. And I pray for every single one of us that we would grow this year in our faith, in our trust of you, in our walk with you, that we would walk with you day by day in the challenges, in the mountaintops and the valleys, and we would prove you. We would see situations differently. We would know that you are in the midst. We would speak differently, walk differently. Oh God, that we would carry ourselves differently. Because you are raising us up to be giants of the faith. That we could be blessed to be a blessing. Because we are learning what it is to walk by faith. Lord, may it be that we don't just live a life of comfort. We think about our brothers and sisters across the world who are living in persecution and challenge. And yet they walk in faith. May we be in the West a church who walk in faith. Trusting you and daring to step out for you and daring to believe that you could use people like us to do extraordinary things in your kingdom. I pray for my brothers and sisters today that you would bless indeed and you cause us to rise to new levels in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.com dot org